my dog. Hello, everybody. Episode 76. Your mother and my dog at the podcast. 76, <laughs> indeed. Josh and Jesse back at you. Hello. Uh, um, with a with a pretty rad episode, if I, if I say so myself. Uh, yep. Okay, how are you? Pretty radical, man. Hanging 10 and hitting the wave and, and you know, all, all those things. Yeah, so your name today. Um, did you watch Scrubs at all? I guess not because, you know, it's a TV show. No, I know of Scrubs, but right. Zach Braff and all that, but I do not, have not watched it. But you do know um, the one of the main characters of Scrubs was in the movie we watched, Point Break. Right. He said the line that I wrote on. He said he said the line, yeah. And and it was very surprising to me. Like, whoa, you can swear? Right. So that's good. That's good. Um, so I, so last episode, a week ago, uh, you, you, were t- you were talking about your, uh, your decision to buy 24, an advent calendar of 24 beers. Yes. Uh, so I, I did the same thing and, and bought the 24 pack, right. but it's, it's so big that I have to keep it in the spare room. That's where um, mine is in the spare bedroom. And I have to open it the day before so I can remember to put the beer in the fridge so that it's cold the next day. I find that when by doing it either in the morning or when I get home from work, it's still cold enough. But anyways, right. So I record in this spare room mm-hmm. um, and I have cats. So my cat right now is on top of the advent box of advent beers, mm-hmm. just going to town on the, on the tabs that I've left. That's what that noise is. Yeah, just just him ripping it apart. It uh, is very like, tempting for a cat. I can see, I can see it. Do you rip the whole thing off and recycle it, or do you leave it? I like, leave it sort open? of, sort of like frayed out. Yeah. Um, so today, being December the seventh, as we record, have you had uh, your beer of the day? I did have my beer of the day. It was a sour. I, I remember that much. You didn't like it? Uh, let me one second. Splendid sour ale with omija berries, which I've never heard of. Um, did I like it? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I used to, maybe a year ago, I'd be really into sours. And then I sort of feel like I overdid it a little. And then I sort yeah. of stopped for quite a while. And now I enjoy one maybe just every once in a while. I tend to like ones that are a bit more fruity. But this one was a bit of a fruit flavor that was not quite as identifiable. Um, and so maybe, I don't know, I tend, I, I feel like it it's either sour and it tastes like a fruit. So it's kind of got like that sour fruit flavor or just kind of like tastes like bitter or sour without much flavor, which was a bit more what I got with this one. Yeah, a softer, a softer sour for sure. Mm. It's a, so an Amija, I had to look this up. Um, an amija berry um, is it's a ch- native plant to northern China or Russia. You may oh. have noticed there's there's some Chinese on the can. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a five flavor fruit, uh, salty, sweet, sour, pungent, and bitter fruit. 
Very. Hmm. Um, yeah. So a weird one, but you know, I liked it. Uh, I give it a seven point five. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'm probably more of like a a six six point five. I've had much better sours before, but it wasn't like under. It wasn't bad. It's good. Yeah, it was good. Different. Like yep. I like the different ones. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. So what's going on with you? Well, been advent calendaring it up. That's been quite nice. We've been we've been exchanging messages about how we've enjoyed each beer. Um, it makes it better, I think, if you have somebody else to talk to it, talk to about it. You know, because in previous years I've done it with like four people, and then um, subsequent years some people have not been doing it, and then you kind of get tired of talking about it, I guess. Um. I think the the group I was in before took it a bit more seriously, I guess, like, you know, pretty diehard craft beer drinkers. Right. I think it's, I think it's a bit more fun just to kind of take it a bit more casually, which I think is how we've been doing it. It's been, it's been nice. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be able to drink a beer a day uh, if I didn't have somebody to keep up with. Right. To like check in with. It's quite, it's quite a bit. Um, we're doing it we are doing it we are doing it indeed it's been quite nice um beyond that not a ton going on i had a thought actually today was i think we're we should be quite proud of how many episodes of this podcast we've done it's like quite it's quite a lot of episodes to commit to doing well we're a month away like a month basically on the day of uh two years right uh, two years is a long time to be doing something every week with, you know, a few exceptions, but I think uh, it's quite impressive. And it's been a lot of, hmm? especially in our thirties, in our thirties. I mean, you would think we have, we'd have more to do with our lives, but nope. But um, no, it's just been really, it's been fun. It's still very fun. It's a nice way to commit to watching a movie every week. Um, because I, I, I have found, well, I guess, I don't know. I've been, I was thinking of, I wonder if this has ruined my appetite for movies or not. I used to watch a lot of movies and now it, not so much. I think it still come, comes and goes. I think earlier this year I had been watching a lot of movies interspersed with the ones we're doing for the podcast. And now I'm in a bit of a lull, but I'm sure I'll, I'll start watching some more for, for Christmas. I think I want to watch a few Christmas movies I haven't seen before. I don't know what I mean, they are, but you're gonna watch one next week. That's for sure. I did see that. I saw that on the, the schedule. I have not seen that one, so so that'll be good. Just came out, so well, it would be impossible that I had seen it then. Um, well, I will. I mean, saying all that, how we've committed to every week and all that. Next Thursday is not going to work for me, so we might have to pick a different day. Yeah. Okay. That's so fine. we don't have to. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to cancel the whole week because I think it would be nice to stay on schedule to the end of the year. Um, but yeah, maybe if next Friday. Friday that works, yeah. uh, well, actually, no. Friday probably won't. Actually, no. Friday would work. Friday would work. Yeah, right, we can do like Tuesday or we'll figure it Monday out. or we can do. We can just do two episodes right now. Sure, we just finish just, this, watch the movie, and just hop right into it. Well, have you seen any movies recently? Um, but, uh, I've also seen. 
I don't think so. I haven't seen hmm. any other movies besides this one. Hmm. Okay. Makes it makes it a bit tough. Yeah, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Anything going on with you? Oh, nothing, no. Oh, Work, okay. awesome. you know. It's a tough it's a busy it's a busy time for the old mailman. Great point. Great point. You have noticed a increase in your workload, have you? Yeah, I mean this even for me as a consumer, you know, this tends to be the time where people are like, you know what, I need to buy something f- for a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally, you know, it, it's 2023, we like to buy things online. So, right. and then do I get you, shipped mostly by Canada Post. Do you have a Do you have a weight limit? Like, you're not allowed to go out in, with your bag more than 50 pounds or whatever it is. Um. Yeah, I don't know for parcels it's like, yeah, fifty is it fifty pounds. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. And then if it's any more than that, I think they just get to go pick it up somewhere. Right. Or they have people. They have two people go out and deliver it if it's over fifty. It's called a okay. team lift. Oh, okay. I actually have a male question for you. Can I ask you it? Yeah, and then I'll have a female question later. Hey, nice. Good one. Okay. So in my building, we have a male room, right? And actually just recently we got one of those, nice. those yeah. parcel lockers, parcel lockers. That, yeah, exactly. Nice. Exactly. Okay. But sometimes we'll like, say we'll go through the front door of our building and, and somebody who works for Canada post, cause it says Canada post on it has left a package like at the front entrance. Is that because they don't know where the mail room is or? Uh, are you sure it's Canada Post, not like Amazon or Purely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, you see Amazon packages like that all the time. But just the other day I saw it said Canada Post and it was just sitting, at, well, you know, behind the door, but it just sitting on the floor. Right. We're actually not allowed to, to, to do that. Oh. So in any apartment... Like we're, it's against our rules to just like drop it off in front of a door up to the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to go to a person or in a, in a parcel locker or in a mailbox. Okay. So maybe I miss saw it or maybe no, someone no, no, was no. breaking no. the rules. No, no, no. What, what I've noticed is that um, my fellow Canada Post employees are very lazy for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. And they will do that. Um, they will do that. Like today, for example, I there was a package in my mailbox. It's like a standard, probably the same kind of mailbox you have. Mm-hmm. It's like like a like a square little box. You can't yeah. fit much in. It's like a letter sized box. Yeah. And my uh, Canada Post. The person who does my building, who I know, mm-hmm. I see every day. I know his name. Um, I've done I've done this route where like I delivered to my own house, so like I, I get it. I I've been in the I've been in the mail room, mm-hmm. but like he put a parcel in our in our box that was yeah. so tight that I couldn't get it out the other side. Oh. Like it fits in from behind. Mm-hmm. But then it has like a little lip 
at the front where like the door goes. Yeah. So so and it's smaller than the one in the mail room. So um it fit in there, but it did not come out. So I oh. had to to use my, my keys and like cut the box <laughs> so I can so I could grab it and rip it out, which is just so disappointing. So right. lazy. Right. Because like we, we have a th- like we don't have a parcel locker. We we have like um kind of lockers that were built into the to the to the mailboxes. Yeah. With keys. Like he could have easily just put it in one of those and given us a key, but right. did not do that. Well um, that was nice. Figure good enough, I guess. So anyways, nobody listens to this podcast from Canada Post, but I've noticed that um, we aren't good. <laughs> well, that's been eye-opening. I appreciate the honesty. I also have another quick question before we get into the movie, because it's already been 13 minutes. We haven't talked about the movie yet. You know the parcel lockers? You've seen them, tons of them, obviously. Yeah. There's yeah. a little red slot where you can put, like, outgoing mail. Yeah. And my my partner, she works at a place that they need to send out mail once in a while. And so we've been putting it in there that gets checked pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it gets checked every day because there's a, if you open, cause there's a key slot on the red thing where that outgoing mail goes. Yeah. And so that's how they open the door to put parcels in. Okay. But there's a little scanning thing on the, the red door behind it. Oh, we have to scan it. Um, every day and that gets checked. So, so that's like, like proof you went there sort of thing. Proof that we cleared the mail that's in there. Okay. Okay. All right. That's all I need. But but again, I've had people who, who have done, like I took a day off last week and then I was on the same route again. And then nobody had checked the mail, but they had scanned it. I'm like, John, I'm calling you out, John, you, do your job. Anyways. I'm going to find Again, John and make him listen. He's very tall. There's a, there's a, there's not a lot of things that get me fired up, but talking about mail, I could do it all day. I bet, I bet you could. Yep. Annoying customers, annoying coworkers, just annoying quirks about the job. It's all there. The, the, the route that I'm on that I've been on for the last two weeks um, I have to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. So like I spent a lot of time at the mall in Langford. So I see Santa a lot, but I also have to go to shoppers, which is where the post office is. So like there, the line at shoppers and the amount of stuff that I have to take from them back with me is insane. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy time of year. Yeah. When we go to our local shoppers, that's close by it's the line is always huge and there's always like so much crap it looks like a hell hole honestly yeah because there's not a lot of space the shoppers that you're talking about uh there's not a lot of space in that back room to keep mm-hmm. so i don't know how they do it yeah but anyways i don't know how keanu reeves still does it keanu reeves oh that's funny he was in the movie we watched this week yeah point break uh i think maybe keanu reeves does get a bad rap for his acting Yes. And I think this movie has a lot to do with it. <laughs> he is, he's not a very good actor and he was not a very good actor in this movie. No, certainly not. Um, 
Although I think they were giving him his best, the best chance he they could. Like he was a football player turned surfer cop. So like you don't need to maybe play it all that super seriously. But well, yeah. So the director probably saw Bill and Ted's, you know, adventure, right. bogus adventure, and they were like, let's just make him that again. Right. At the beginning, anyways, and then you know he he had more of a serious uh, role to him as you know the movie went on. But yeah, I am an FBI agent. Yeah, he yeah. was a little angry, a little serious. But I mean, I've seen worse Keanu performances. But he didn't ruin the movie. No, 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 no. It wasn't that bad. There was a couple like, okay, yeah, maybe you're trying a little too hard, a little too obvious. And you can, there's something about like his eyes. You can just kind of tell, like, okay, he's like really trying to remember his line and not screw it up. Like, there's just like too much effort for not enough payoff. Yep, just scratch that pouch. That's good. Thank you. It's two two going at, it at the same time. But yeah, it's a little. Dis- I just find it a little distracting. It's like I can see you're acting right now. It's not very natural. Yeah, but uh, Patrick Swayze is great. Patrick Swayze was very good. This this movie had a lot of like compelling characters. Like I think back yeah. to the, la- the last action movie I picked, Double Team. I just didn't give a crap about any of the characters. There were bad actors, and you can the line sucked. Everything just sucked. But in this one, there was like there were good actors, and I didn't feel as though they were phoning it in. And it was just entertaining. This movie was actually entertaining. This movie made me care about Gary Busey. Right? I loved his character. Yeah, I was sad when he died. Yeah, and then they just, and it was kind of like an afterthought, too. He kind of just died, and it was like, let's not go back to that. Just like... But at the, anyway... Yeah, I liked how quick to anger he was. That was fun. I've, I've seen a... Um, there's like a compilation on YouTube. It's like top 100 like insults in movies or something. And Gary Busey has like two of them in this movie. It's like just uh, so yeah, over the top and intense. It's awesome. There's, there's some iconic scenes in this movie too. Like when Keanu Reeves, when he's chasing uh, the bank robbers and then shoots his gun in the air because he's frustrated because, because his knee gives out, which they set up by earlier in the film saying, Oh, I lost my football career because my knee blew out. Right. Well, yeah, I'm great storytelling. I knew that's that scene from hot, watching Hot Fuzz. Does you remember? Um, have you seen Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a scene where um, I can't remember the character's name, but he's showing the um, constable Angel or whatever. He's showing them that scene. It's like you haven't seen Point Break. He shoots the gun in the gun in the air. I always thought, I thought he was shooting the gun in the air because he knew that the guy he was shooting at was Patrick Swayze, his buddy, and he didn't want to shoot him. So he's like, ah, oh, and he just shoots up in frustration. But it could be well, because he did. He did, isn't, isn't that what it was about? Well, the way you sound, said it, it was like he was too far away and couldn't get him and his leg hurt. But I thought it was because he knew it was him and he didn't want to shoot him. Well, his his leg kind of gave out on him, which is why he couldn't keep chasing him, but he wasn't like he had the shot, but it didn't shoot him because right. Okay. It was, you know, sways. Good old sways. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, 
yeah, like you said, Patrick Swayze was very was very good. I've only seen a couple of Patrick Swayze movies. It's the two we saw for the podcast. And um Roadhouse. I, mean, I haven't seen Roadhouse, but he's uh he's pretty good. I mean, I can't speak for every performance he's done, but I've really liked him in the two that he I've seen him in. Got some got some uh, good yeah. range. Yeah, some good range for sure. And I also liked the uh, that guy from Scrubs. I guess he's like the lieutenant of the, or whatever he is. Um, yeah, whatever he was, John C. McGinley. He was very entertaining. He, he was the FBI director. That's the one. He was like insanely over the top, but I think they knew, like that was that's how he was directed. He's like just be over the top and just a total asshole. And it, it worked. And I think it was supposed to be funny, and it was. Yeah. He played pretty much the same role. Well, kind of. Like a less funny role in this film than he does in Scrubs. And I just, I also really admired the action sequences. Especially like when they're raiding that house of those surfer guys that turned out not to be the, the robbers. It was like a pretty mm-hmm. intense scene and there was like there was blood and bullets and violence. It's all very uh it was well done. Do you listen to much music? Yeah. Not sorry, not the TV channel much music, but do you listen to much music? To any music, really? Yes, I listen to music. Did you recognize one of um those you know sh- crystal meth heads? I sure did. The man from Red Hot Chili Peppers. There you go. Yeah. I was, I had to like double take a little bit. Like, as soon as I saw him, like, is that him? And then I looked it up. Sure enough, he acted in this movie for some, some reason. They, that's actually, they're kind of, um, what's his name? Andrew something? Uh, Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis. Flea has also been in a few movies. He's been in one of the movies we saw for the podcast. I wouldn't be able to yeah. tell you which one. I don't really remember, but um, he was was he in Chronicles of Riddick, maybe or um he was in Back to the Future two and three. Did we see those? We did not see those. Let's go. Maybe go down to his list. Oh my God, he has a big Wikipedia. Okay. Um, he has been in a lot of movies. That's kind of weird. It's been in a lot of movies. I don't know. that look familiar to anything we've done. Yeah, you're right. It might be, I might be getting it confused. Like, I not too long ago watched, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, the, the show. He was in the show. So maybe I'm just sort of, like, getting it mixed up. But he has acted in a lot of things. Yeah, very strange. Very strange. Um, somebody else who's acted in a lot of things was the female in this movie. Uh, this movie, I don't think, would have passed the Bechdel test. Oh, certainly not. No. Uh, but Lori Petty, who, who had a, a boy named Tyler. Very very uh, weird. Very uh, 1991 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the one of the leads in Free Willy. Free Willy and Tank Girl. Tank Girl is a pretty good movie. It's a weird one. 
Um, yeah, she's been in quite a few things, especially she's very prolif- uh, prolific in the 90s, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was just the free willy girl to me. I don't know. Yeah. She's tank girl to me. That's how I remember her most. Hmm. But I mean, that was a whole, okay. So that character, you know, convenient, they fall in love and stuff. And then she turns when she finds out he's an FBI agent and then she gets kidnapped. Yeah. And then once, so they leave when she, she's mad at him for lying and then she gets kidnapped and then they, they reunite at the end in yes. Mexico and then everything's fine, which I thought, well, really? Yeah, that was a bit weird. So a few plot holes. Like, so obviously he knew, uh, Keanu Reeves knew that it was his surfing pals that were behind the bank robberies, the mm-hmm. bank cab robberies. And, he showed his face to them. So they knew he was an FBI agent because he yelled, I'm an FBI agent. Stop. Right. But then he just like goes back to them. Like he, like he expects like, Oh, I'm still undercover. But right. clearly like he blew, like he should know not maybe, maybe don't go back to her for a little bit. And so then they, they won't kind of know you're around. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like especially right after it it was sort of like okay they they found each other out and then he just like goes home and is just sleeping in his house like without any care in the world it's like of course he's gonna come find you like well I guess it was uh, I guess it was Tyler that found him but I don't know it was just kind of yeah it was weird little plot holy because then they show up and Patrick Swayze shows up and like oh we're going. You know, skydiving. Mm-hmm. And then Cameron is like, okay, this is, seems normal. Yeah, I'll go. That sounds fun. Yeah. Like, oh, here, I I, I, ge- I packed your your shoot for you. And you're like, oh, that's normal. Yeah. Oh, let's trade, though. And then, okay. Anyways, yeah, yeah I, I thought that was weird. Yeah. there's a if, That's part of the downsides to this one was a little plot holy. But, but, I mean, it's an action movie. I guess it doesn't have to be super perfect but it would be nice if it was and also um i did find that there was a little it was a little bit too montagey like when he was first surfing it's like oh let's watch them surf for five minutes for whatever reason and when they first went skydiving there's like let's watch this is like a little too much because the movie was over two hours long or two hours long or whatever it's like this definitely could have been a little bit shorter yeah, but uh, uh, it's being a little nitpicky because I mean I did I mean honestly I did like the movie. Have you seen the Hurt Locker? Yes. Have you seen Zero Dark Thirty? No. Both Catherine Bigelow movies. Right. She won an Oscar for Best Director for Hurt Locker. Yeah. Point Point Break. This is her movie. I don't know if this is her first or not, but she used to be married to James Cameron. Yeah, I I did see that. This, I'm sorry. Who is this directed by? Catherine Bigelow. You're kidding. I'm You're right. Oh, I'm, I'm not lying. But I think she used to be married to James Cameron, and James Cameron was like an executive producer on this. 
It was a pretty big film. Yeah. That is so crazy that this is a Catherine Bigelow film. Female directed. I wouldn't have guessed that. That's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. No, no women really in the movie, but. Right. You know. Yeah, female directed. Hmm. Neat. Uh, neat, yeah. So there was a remake. Right. 2015 film. Um, and the guy's name is Johnny Utah. And there's a guy named Bodie. And they, you know, they do the same thing. And it didn't do so hot. I mean, every single person I mentioned this movie to, they're mentioned like, oh, are you going to watch the original or the remake? I had no idea. They made a remake, obviously. And obviously it's not well regarded. No. This movie, I don't, I didn't look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, but it should be decent, right? I have to imagine. I mean, I will say this movie... This movie surprised me a little bit. I had pretty low expectations going in, but it definitely was better than I thought it was going to be. This is an iconic movie. It is iconic. There were scenes, like, you know it's iconic, and it's got a good chance. Like, if you've, you're have you watching the movie for the first time and you see a scene that you've seen before, you saw it in some sort of pop, pop culture reference, like it was in Hot Fuzz, and um, or, you know, some sort of compilation or what have you. That's usually a good a good sign. Seven point three on IMDb, and they, like the whole this them wearing the the mask or the ex presidents like that has been copied by so many different things. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. They did it first. First. Yeah. Um. So Edgar Wright, he he was. Um, the man behind Hot Fuzz yeah. and Shaun of the Dead. Um, he named his top 10 heist movies. And uh, Point Break, yeah, is like fourth on his list. Oh, neat. It makes sense. Well, but when I said fourth, I really meant seventh. Okay. It's on the list anyway. Uh, number one is Heat. Heat is a really bleeping good movie i haven't seen it i don't oh, know i should that is so good that is probably my favorite al pacino movie and also um what's his what's his nuts is in it um val kilmer brett brad pitt oh no that's val, val kilmer sorry val kilmer and that very good performance of val kilmer is a quite a long movie but the action's awesome and the acting is really awesome de niro also in it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a damn good movie. Um, Patrick Swayze, he did most of his own stunts. Yeah, I even looked up the the sky when they were skydiving. I was like, it really looks like Patrick Swayze is skydiving, which he was. And then I guess yeah. the others were doubles. Keanu wasn't He's actually. An avid, avid skydiver. He well, was. he was until he died. Yeah. Until he died. Yep, he's dead. <laughs> When did he die? I think it was like 2008, 
something like 2009, that. 2009, yeah. He was the sexiest man alive in 1991 when this movie came out. Good looking dude. Who's that hair? Oh, it's, <laughs> yes, the hair. 10 years later, 2001, he appeared in Donnie Darko. I don't remember him He's, in that. Oh, you have seen Donnie Darko? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember him in that. Uh, all right. Hmm. All right, anything else you uh, you liked or didn't like about Point Break from 1991? Um, no, nothing else. I don't think I can I can say in our in our scoring. I just like it, it was a fun movie. It didn't take itself too serious. I felt, and uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. Whoa, no spoilers. Oopsie. Okay, um, you can go, you can start with your acting if you like. Okay. Um, yeah, I know one of his better performances I've seen, but that's not saying much. He's not very good, I find. He was okay in this, I thought, um, just based off what his character was supposed to be. I mean, it did, did kind of work. Um, Patrick Swayze, really excellent. Uh, I really like Gary Busey, the Scrubs guy. He was over the top, but it worked. Um, the acting wasn't wasn't so bad, especially for an action film. I'd, I'd probably give it a six out of ten. Hmm. Yeah, Hannah um, Reeves. Yeah, I don't know. He, we, but we expect this from him, right? So, I think that kind of helps the score because, like, yeah. you're not expecting a a Patrick Swayze kind of kind of acting performance from Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty solid all around. I, I give it a seven, like Gary Busey night. Like, I don't know what happened to him, but he was, he was, um, he was great. He was, he was really good. Um, the ending though, I thought the ending was, um, pretty darn good. If mm-hmm. I can say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact, like, I liked how they, like, there was really no other way to end it. Cause like they were talking for the whole movie, like, oh, uh, I'm, uh, surfing is just so much bigger than, I don't know. I don't know. It's a feeling or whatever Yeah, he said he was. And then he goes out surfing, which, in, you know, it is what it is. It was great. Um, Tracked them down. Well, what I liked about this movie is that it, they didn't make things so obvious. Like they they would drop a little a little hint. Like there's this uh, big wave, like twice a century wave in Australia coming up, and then just not talk about it for like thirty minutes, and you forget about it mm-hmm. until Keanu Reeves shows up in Australia. You're like, oh man, of course. So that was nice. Um, I'd give the ending an eight, eight out of ten. I did also like the ending. He he let him go to hit that one final wave and end it all in the water. It was uh, a little unexpected, for sure. Not very formulaic. It was a it was a neat way to end it. I'd also give it an eight. I liked it. Okay, so if you had to give a give the movie a score of ten overall, what do you think you'd give it? I quite enjoyed it. I thought maybe 
a little too long if I were to nitpick on that. Keanu Reeves is not my favorite, but I think he redeemed himself a little bit with this one. Um, a few problems, but also like a lot. It was quite a lot of a lot of entertainment. I was not bored. I really there's some moments maybe. I give this one a seven out of ten. I think it's a it's a pretty good movie. There has been okay. So the last movie. <laughs> That you would have picked that was good. <laughs> I mean, Life of Pi was fine. Yeah, Life of Pi was fine. The last mo- the last good movie that kind of, that you picked that was a little surprising was uh, another Patrick Swayze movie, uh, Too Long Fu, Thanks for Everything. Yeah. Uh, whatever her name was. Uh, Julie something? Julie, Julie Neymar. Neymar. Yeah. Uh, so that it's fitting, um, but yeah, it's surprising. Uh, you gave it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven point five. Um, just such an iconic movie it, that I think you could you could probably watch it again and again. And it's just one of those movies that that could play, that could be on TV, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll watch half of this. Yeah, no issues. Let's see him surf. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but hey, great movie, great pick. Point Break, 1991, 7.5 from Josh, 7 from Jesse. Is that the movie of the year? Probably not, but we're we're getting close. We are getting close, indeed. Um, next week, whenever we do it, Violent Night. Right. Violent Night, a 2022 American Christmas action comedy film. Action comedy film. Uh, it follows Santa Claus, portrayed by David Harbour, who you may know from uh, from Hellboy, the new Hellboy. Right. Also Stranger Things. As he fights mercenaries who have taken a wealthy family hostage in their home. Um, I don't know if you've looked at the Wikipedia or the cast list, but there is a your mother ate my dog favorite in this film. John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm excited for this one. It's on Crave. Easy peasy Christmas movie. I do remember I was in a theater, I don't know, sometime this year, and there was a preview for this movie. And I remember myself and my partner both being like, I, I kind of was fun. And so now I'm gl- I'm glad I get to watch it. I have a, I have a feeling it's not going to be like great. We're not going to get a great score out of it. It's not going to it's not going to rival um, do the right thing for movie of the year. But it's it's going to be a fun Christmas movie to watch, and that's all we can ask for. And maybe a new a new family favorite. I will give my um, a little sneak peek. As of right now, Do the Right Thing is not my movie of the year. I do realize that it has my highest score. And maybe I can get into that when we do our, our wrap-up. But, um, yes, currently not my movie of the year. That's okay. It probably got an inflated score a little bit just because of what it was. Well, but. yeah, and I think what I'll say is I had seen that movie before and it was pretty recent. And I just remember it being really good. And so I kind of want to pick something that I ne- had never seen before. It kind of surprised me a little. 
Right. But yeah. Waterworld. Waterworld, yep. Totally. Well, that's a whole that's a whole different conversation. Okay, Violent Night. Anyways, um yeah, okay, that's that's point break. It's a good one, folks. Watch it. It's been a good podcast. Um so this week on a box office game, it's the weekend of June fifteenth, nineteen eighty four. Oh, I think we can do it though. Okay, that's usually around the week of like that's when you put out your big movies, your blockbusters. Yeah, your summer favorites for sure. Yeah, nineteen eighty four is a little. So we'll we'll probably take a, a little a few more hints than normal because like the first one for example, Orion Pictures, mm-hmm. uh, ten million over two weeks. It's a drama, uh, music, starring Guy Davis. Who exactly? Second actor Ray Don Chong. Who exactly? The third actor is Sandra Santiago. What's the, the tagline? T- is has taken the beat to the streets. Taken the beat to the streets. Nineteen eighty four. Um, boy, that's a problem. That is not I'm, ringing any bells. I'll give you the plot. Okay. An aspiring DJ from the South Bronx and his best friend, a promoter, try to get into show business by exposing people to hip hop music and culture. This one called like party night or something. No, I think I think I know. Party house, party house. Yeah, like, but no, or I think it's house party. That's the one. It's not house party, because the guy, the guy from house party, has like a pretty unique name. Okay. Um, I think we're we're gonna skip this one for now. Yeah, let's do that. Come back to. The second movie is uh, forty-six million over three weeks from Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. It stars Rocky. Oh, it's a it's a William Shatner movie. Okay, it's probably one of the Star Trek movies. The second actor is Leonard Nimoy. Yes. Okay. So I don't know what one came out in '84. It's if you type Star Trek, what what's the names of the movies? Um, well, like the, the recent ones. Um, so you have like Beyond, uh, Into Darkness. Nemesis, Insurrection, First Contact. Okay, well, what about, um, try maybe you should try Wrath of Khan. Oh, yes. Okay, so it also gives me like Star Trek Two, the Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Three, the Search for Spock. Okay, it's probably want... Wrath of Khan if I were to guess. It's not. Oh boy, I don't think it's going to be Search for Spock, but you can try that. It is. It is okay. a Search for Spock. Okay, awesome. Yeah, now you know. Another Paramount Pictures, 103 million, uh, four weeks. That's pretty good. That's a lot adventure, of money. Adventure action starring Harrison Ford. 1984, Harrison Ford. That's got to be. Uh, is it Temple of Doom? Is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's got to be Temple of Doom, I think. It is Temple of Doom. Yeah. Good, good job. job. Okay, Warner Brothers, uh, thirty-four million over two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's a fantasy horror comedy starring nobody you've ever heard of, Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, and Hoyt Axton, which I don't believe is a real name. The tagline is, don't get him wet, keep him out of the bright light, and never, never feed him after midnight. It's E.T. It's not E.T. Is it not E.T.? Did no, 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 it's Gremlins. Is it Gremlins? I've never seen Gremlins. Ow. Sorry, I apologize for that. I hit it and I don't think anything bad happened. Okay, so yeah, Gremlins, okay, great, great job. I didn't guess E.T., don't worry. Okay, it's Columbia Pictures, 38 million, two weeks. Uh, comedy fantasy starring Bill Murray. Comedy fantasy starring Is Bill Murray. Ghostbusters too early? Mm, how much did it make, sorry? It's 38 million in its second week. Dan Aykroyd is the second oh, actor. Okay. Okay. It's, go, it's Ghostbusters. So it's got to be the first Ghostbusters. I think so. It is the first Ghostbusters. Okay. How much did that end up making over, overall? Um, it ended up making $296 million worldwide. That's a lot. Not bad, not bad, not bad. And then we're back to the last one, which we'll never guess. Um, it's a movie called Beat Street? Beat Street. Beat Street, yeah. Um, so yeah, the 10th percentile. Is that good? No. No, that's the opposite of good. Okay. Beat Street. Well, okay, 84 is tough. Beat Street Records is not what I want. Beat Street. Yeah, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, nobody we would know. The gang wars and violence of the 60s have given way to the hip-hop culture. No longer do warlords and their gangs roam the streets possessively guarding their territory, but rather break dancers, rappers, DJs, and graffiti artists have expanded their territory and goals beyond immediate physical borders. Hmm. Okay. I think, that's the, watch. I think that's the namesake of uh, my favorite record store in Vancouver. It's called Beat Street. I assume it's Beat named after that. Beat Street Records? Yeah, that's the first thing that comes up when I Google Beat Street. Yeah. It's on West Hastings Street. It is. They open at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Okay. I'll make sure I get over there. Yeah, I think ten- I'm gonna- Maybe we went in there when we went over that one time. We may have. Is it? In, it's in front of the the clock. The it's clock. The clock. Huh? The gas town clock. No, no. I don't think so. Um. What was I about to Around say? Around there. What were we just talking about? Beat Street Records, um, Ghostbusters, yeah. 10 a.m. Head over there. I forget. That's okay. Is it Costco downtown? Oh, right. Right by the arena. Hey, are you... Okay, so um, Victoria. Very expensive. Have you thought about 
uh, your future? Are you thinking about ever leaving Victoria? Oh, that's a big question. Um, maybe. Well, I just look at Vancouver. I'm like, man, that'd be cool to live there, but it really would probably wouldn't be. No, 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 no. Getting around is a pain in the ass. So unless you live really close to where you work, you can like SkyTrain and shit. Well, I yeah, would. I would never want to drive like downtown, but I drove to Squamish recently and it wasn't that bad. I drive through Vancouver to get there. Let me do. In May, I'll be driving to the Yukon. That's going to be a lot of driving. Why? Why am I driving to the Yukon? Yep. That's a oh, trip. Right. I think we've, we've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip, a trip we want to do. Do some hiking. Go to some obscure thrift stores. It'll be just a fun little sleep in the car a little bit. So you don't have to drive to the Yukon. You're going to drive to the Yukon. Yes. Yes. Intentionally. Is there like a city that you're you're going to end up in? Well, there's really just no... just like going to drive there and then you're just going to turn around and come back. Yeah, basically. If we have time, we might quickly scoot on over to Alaska. Who knows? Do you have your passport? Yes, I have a passport. I was just you... in Samoa, so I would oh, hope so. Oh, wow. Here we go. The bragging again. Okay, so let's see here. Um, Yukon. There's a Yukon Street in Victoria. Yeah, we won't be going to Yukon Street. There's a Yukon Street in Victoria. Okay. Oh, it's like a very tiny street. Probably behind um, the Parliament Building somewhere. No, it's like. Do you know where Belmoral is? Yeah. Like it's between Cook. It's like just past Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, Cook and Pandora area. Like gotcha. I know exactly where that is. Street. I know exactly where that is. Okay, so you let's see how long it would take to drive to the Yukon. It's not a short drive, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Yukon directions. Oh, but it puts you like the middle of Yukon, but maybe we, we want White Horse. Mm-hmm. It's like you wouldn't probably go past White Horse, I think. I think it's 20 something hours. But if you start from Tawasa, because you wouldn't really count the ferry. Tawasa mm-hmm. Ferry Terminal to White Horse, and you're just driving. Without stopping. Well, there's a university. It's called Yukon University. Very cool. 27 hours nonstop. Right. We won't be. That's I mean, obviously, obviously, we'll be stopping in certain places. Yeah. So 24. Okay. It's 24,012 kilometers from Tawasin to Whitehorse. Mm-hmm. So if you go the other way, how, how far down towards like Mexico do you think you get 24,012 kilometers 24,000 kilometers that's not right 2412 2412 kilometers I think I'd probably make it down to like the north of California like very like just just barely making it into California um Getting to Tijuana, which is like the very first kind of city over the border in Mexico, in Calif- like from California, mm-hmm. is 2,264 kilometers. Oh, okay. So you'd be, you'd be in California somewhere See, down near LA. No, you, no, you'd be in Mexico. Oh. You'd be like you further down into Mexico than Tijuana. So, so basically oh, you're, driving, oh. you're driving from here into Mexico is the equivalent to go to the Yukon. 
which I did not expect <laughs> at all. So good for you. It should be a, an experience. It should be fun. And it should be, we were going to go to the UK, but just, just too expensive. Driving to the Yukon, far less expensive. You're taking a week to do it or more than that? We're taking a couple of two weeks off. So nice. I think the idea is maybe five days up, five days back sort of thing. Give us a couple of days of leeway. Yeah. And that way it's only like a four or five hours of drive in a day. It's not so, not so bad. May might be the perfect month to do it. Right. That's, that's the idea. Great idea. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll see Yvonne up there. Cause you know, cause of the show, I'm a little too old for that, but, but you knew what I was talking about. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a little past my time, but I, I get it. Yeah. Good. Well, Good. Uh, fifty-three minutes in, I think we've hit all the bases. Yeah, no, this is a pretty good podcast, pretty good movie. Um, I think it helps that I, I did watch this movie today. Yeah, and it, so it's very fresh in my my memory. It's very. I so have it, a... it, it helped, but. Yep. No. What? I was just saying. My yeah. That's my routine. I watch the movie and do the podcast all on on Thursday. Well, I, sometimes like I can't take that that chance because maybe I'll get home like later and I don't have right time to watch a two hour movie. So I like to to do it maybe on like a Monday or a Tuesday, you mm-hmm. know, and then two days later. But it worked out. It worked out. Perfect. 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 Yeah, perfect. 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 Okay. Oh, well, before, actually, before we, oh, uh, before we stop, I'm going to, have you pulled the beer out for tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Um, okay, it's right beside each other, which is pretty cool. Seven, seven and eight. eight. Uh, very nice. Very hard to do it sometimes. I do find like you kind of get it, like your fingers can't get a good grip on the can. It's hard to get out of there. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta really just have skinny fingers. Really hard. This one. Some pit. Oh, oh, a deadfall brewing. Oh, a dark ale. Six point five. Yeah, if you read the description, I think it's a dark IPA or something. It sounds very, yeah. very good. Chocolatey. Yeah, I'm not a huge chocolatey guy, but I do like the idea of a dark IPA. It sounds kind of cool. Speaking of the Yukon, uh, this is brewed in Prince George. My favorite Yukon city. You probably have to go through Prince George to get to the Yukon. Yes, you do. I've never been there. It's going to be cool. It's be pretty, pretty cool. Shout out to our friends in the Yukon. Okay, well, actually, you know what? Chocolatey beer on a Friday night? Not bad. It's like it's a fit- little dessert. It's fitting. We'll, we'll end of the week. Yep. Perfect. A little end of the podcast. We'll end of the podcast. We'll end it here. We'll say uh, salute and enjoy your beers and your fun weekend times. And we appreciate you listening. And it's just this has been one hell of a ride. Catch the wave with you another time, another episode of Your Mother Ate My Dog. Next week is 77. 77. That's got a good ring to it. 
Fun. Okay, well, uh, you guys just enjoy your life, and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the. Oh, you already did the the surfing joke. I did the surf. Okay. Okay. Well. Bye.